am totally down with neo pronouns such as pizza, pizza cell, kitten, kitten self. Like if you ask me to call you pizza kitten self, you know, whatever, then I'm gonna try my best to respect that. Oh my word. <laughs> what? <laughs> so you go on with your pizza kitten self. Welcome to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. It's Fearless with Mark and Amber, where we share behind the scenes of our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features. I'm Amber Archer, your co-host of this show. With over 30 years of combined experience in the motion picture industry, we are creating movies from a biblical perspective about the issues impacting our culture and society and showing the church at work. You can learn more about us and the movies we're making by visiting fearlessfeatures.org. It's also a great place for you to make that one-time or monthly donation to help bring these timely films to the marketplace. We are a 501c3 nonprofit and rely on donations to make these movies and this podcast possible. You become a force multiplier for truth when you partner with us through our nonprofit Fearless Features. And joining me as usual, my sidekick in everything, my husband. The co-host with the most. (laughs) Here's my husband, Mark Archer. (laughs) Mixmaster Mark on the scene. Oh my gosh. Okay, so today, hello, happy Tuesday to everybody. Happy Tuesday. So what do you have for us today, Mark? Tuesday, no blues day. Tuesday, no blues day. And I bet you have some news and views. I have some happy news. (laughs) Hey. I have some entertaining news. Entertaining news. And then we'll get get to the good success stories here today, too. Yeah, we do actually have some some good stuff. You want to start with, well, let's start with something stupid. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Great. Folks, so this is the America we live in right this now. Is, uh, <laughs> this is just an article I found on <clears throat> the New American. Um, Minnesota realtors, no more bath, no more master bedrooms. Time for racial justice. If you're sleeping in a master bedroom in Minnesota, you won't be for long if the real estate industry has anything to say about it. Yeah, and it most certainly does have something to say now that it's woke. It's banning such terms as master bedroom and his and hers closet because they are offensive or not inclusive. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can't even comment to that right now. They're also <laughs> they're, they're also banning the use of uh, terms like the mother-in-law suite. What? Yeah. It's it's not inclusive. Yeah, you have you have to redefine the vocabulary. Right. Mhm. Right. Okay. So have at it, Minnesota. Um, I've got another fun. I've got a fun clip. Are you Are you ready? Can you set it up for me? What am I listening to? Well, I'll do my best. Okay. To set it up. <laughs> um, Where did you find this clip? Well, okay. This is from originally from TikTok. Okay, right? so, so younger generation. Yeah, see, I'm I'm not on TikTok. No, I'm, not, I'm not on anything. <laughs> no. Right, I I refuse to participate. My thoughts are my own. And <laughs> which you, it. which you happily which I'm share happy here. To share here and <laughs> in books and movies, and that's it. There but, you go. Uh, so this is a girl who was on TikTok, and uh, I'm just gonna play it. Okay. Okay. You know what? I know I'm a cis woman and I know that like my my opinion should be taken very lightly. I'm just saying. But as an ally, I want to say this. I am totally down with neo pronouns such as pizza, pizza self, kitten, kitten self. 
simply because, like, if you ask me to call you by pizza, pizza kitten self, you know, whatever, then I'm gonna try my best to respect that, because what else do I call you? I'd just be plain out, like, disrespecting you if I went by they, them, because that's not what you want to be referred as. And I know people are going to be like, well, it, that ju it just doesn't work that way in the real world and stuff like that. But it's like, why do we have to work within those boundaries? You know what I mean? Like, adjust ourselves for how other people are going to react. Like, if you feel comfortable with being pizza or being kitten, you know what I mean? Like, kittens aren't sexual. Do it. I Oh, my word. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, you go on with your pizza kitten self. Okay, so wait a minute. So, let me get this straight. Okay. So... Is she really saying that if a person walks into a room and they self-identify as pizza for the day <laughs> that you're supposed to refer to them as pizza? I think, yeah. And Is that if what you she was just saying? Uh, yeah, that's basically, and if you don't, then you're, you're judging. We're doomed. And <laughs> What are they teaching kids at school? What is this? Uh, well, <clears throat> I'm not sure even how to process somebody like this like so even just a few years ago this would be like a prank this would be right. <laughs> this would be a joke this would be something you'd see on saturday oh, night live what was that right? what was that ashton kutcher thing he used to it would be punked, punked. punked. Yeah, right That's this would be an episode of punked <laughs> now now and, and now I know it's your life i like this I, is reality for yeah people? these people these people have jobs okay. and and they 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 exist and they, I don't even know how to. I'm sad. It makes me sad. It makes me laugh. They're very entertaining. <laughs> um, but, but it's sad. But it, it's so sad. Like when you really look at it for what it is. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think about where wherever this kid went to school, that's just child abuse. Flat well, out. Like yeah. that's not reality. There is no absolutes there in that child's mind whatsoever. Like let's just we Yeah. There's just the we because we stop teaching absolutes. We stop teaching our children morals. Um you know, if somebody comes kitten. and says, I want you to refer to me as as pizza, pizza kitten. <laughs> pizza kitten <laughs> self or no. What? No, I'm not. I mean, this is something that we would deal with with our three-year-old. Right. right. Today, I want to be Princess Luna. Okay, you can be Princess <laughs> Luna. my little pony. Right. Um, <laughs> and she's the dark horse. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead. What do you got now? <laughs> so, I just, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm just going to let people process that. Um. I, okay, let's switch to some good news. Okay, good I've news. Got a good, I've got a good one. This good is news. from um, this is from InfoWars. Underage sex changes labeled child abuse in Texas. Oh, good. Finally. The Texas Department of, of Family and Protective Services announced Wednesday that any genital mutilation of a child for the purposes of gender transitioning through reassignment surgery is now illegal. Praise the Lord. Thank you. God bless Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, Governor Greg Abbott sent a letter to DFPS asking them to determine whether genital mutilation of a child for gender transition purposes constitutes child abuse. And uh, they agreed. And uh, they have now labeled it as... So it's, it's, it all passed? Like it's all signed into law? Uh, yes. 
Yeah, that's mm. the law in Texas now. So it's really actually quite amazing to mm. see something like that happen. But there's um, always so much going on behind the scenes, mm-hmm. like always. I mean, because now what does this do, especially with all of this social emotional learning and don't tell the parents mm-hmm. if a child feels like they're a different gender? I mean, where was that? Just where was I just reading that? I don't even know. Well, that was happening all over. And Mary McAllister, who's in the Mind Polluters, talked about that, how she has she has and is litigating cases where children have been taken from the parents by the state because the the parents will not affirm this child wanting to gender transition right no 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 i I remember i saw it um colorado school districts this is on daily wire um, august 12th uh colorado school colorado school district instructs teachers to avoid informing parents if their child shows persistent gender confusion and so it goes on you know it gives kids the gender unicorn test to see what they self-identify as and and it says quote If school staff believe that a gender identity or expression issue is presenting itself and creating difficulty for the child at school, approaching parents or guardians about the issue is inappropriate at the elementary level. The guide reads. Mm -hmm. This this is what was handed out to teachers. Together, the family and school can then identify appropriate steps to support the student. When since when does when does the school know best? When when did this happen? That the school yeah. knows better than the parents. And and that's a good point. That's one of the themes in the mind polluters yeah. is it, it's not just a battle of worldview overall. It is a battle of worldview of institutions. Mm-hmm. The school systems corporately believe that they are in charge. They mm-hmm. believe that they own the children and they don't believe that they're accountable to the parents. And why is that? Well, part of it, I think, is because we as parents have given them that idea by disengaging, right? None of us ever ever signed a declaration saying we hereby declare that you are in charge of our parent or of our children. But by disengaging and just not paying attention to what's happening, and it's not entirely our fault because this is all being done in the cover of darkness. This is this is why you see such a tectonic battle happening right now between parents and school boards and parents and teachers is mm-hmm. because when you shine the light on them, they start to scurry and they get really, really mad. And that's why you see these, these fights erupting. Well, and just like in Elkhart, Indiana, um, uh, Concord High School, they refused. There was just an article I saw in uh, Real News Michiana. They refused to provide some of the school's curriculum to a parent who had asked for it Mm. like they're they're, and they've taken down there was one um, school board meeting where they removed it from youtube so and the parents couldn't view what happened in the school board meeting i mean why are you doing that because they're shady because they know that they've been caught and that's this is what happens when you when you're dealing with people i mean just think about any argument that you've ever had when they just shout you down and shut you up Mm -hmm. it's because they can't win the argument it's because they have nothing except i'm in charge right Mm -hmm. i have the shusher (laughs) you're not allowed to talk anymore (laughs) i am captain so um 
So speaking of the mind polluters, <clears throat> I have another glorious clip. Well, and for anybody who is just joining us and mm-hmm. you're listening to this podcast, welcome and thank you for listening. We are working on a new documentary film called The Mind Polluters, and we are moving towards a fall release. But do you want to tell people what The Mind Polluters is about? Just briefly. Well, The Mind Polluters is about comprehensive sex ed, social emotional learning, critical race theory uh, in the schools and what it is and why it is and how we got to this place and what's being done about it, what can be done about it. Talks about the history of all this and and where it all came from. Mm -hmm. And we have... It's pretty solid at this point. (laughs) Yeah. And we have seen some amazing trends happening all of us have seen some amazing trends happening just this year yeah what was it you were read something the other day that talked about the great parent revolt of 2021 yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is where the rubber meets the road and uh we're all watching it happen maybe if you're listening to this maybe you are one of those parents who's demanding answers and god bless you uh, keep asking questions and demanding answers yeah because we are right there with you um but one of the uh, one of the individuals involved here in Indiana with Purple for Parents of Indiana that we um, have not had a chance to talk to yet, but we should have him on the podcast. Mm-hmm. His name's Alvin Louie. Yeah. And he's from out west. He's from California. And they moved here specifically. One of the reasons was to get away from how bad the educational system is in California. And Alvin has been a big part of helping to expose all this here in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And well, because he's already seen what it's done in yes. California. Like they're further on down the road. Yeah, so. And so sounding the alarm here in Indiana saying, whoa, 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 yeah. parents. Yeah. So um, I got a chance to talk with him a little bit uh, in Indianapolis. Uh, he was going to testify at the Senate bill hearings, um, but it went long and he had to leave early. And so he you know, we just keep missing him. Mm-hmm. But he has been going and recording um, the school board meetings. Mm-hmm. And he <laughs> he sent us footage from Carmel Clay Public School District, which uh-huh. is so Carmel is north side of Indianapolis. Um, very, uh, it's a very rich end of Indianapolis, Carmel mm-hmm. is. And um, uh, interestingly enough, <laughs> One of one of my favorite people in the mind polluters is the guy who runs the Carmel Clay Public Library. Oh yeah, because he was uh, also testifying and um, in opposition to a bill that would close the loophole for the obscenity exemptions. Right, that allows all this stuff to happen. Anyway, Alvin recorded some uh, audio and video of parents at the Carmel Clay School Board meeting reading these books on on public record. To make sure that the school board knew. Was aware. Was aware of what was there. And one of our favorites that we've talked about before is called a book called It's Perfectly Normal, mm-hmm. which is for ages 10 and up, uh-huh. which is pornography. It's pornography for kids. And it's all about. Cartoon pornography at that. Oh, yeah. Teaches them how to have sex. Teaches them how to be gay. Right. And it's in virtually every public library and mm-hmm. and a large portion of school libraries and so there was a mom who came up and she read part of it and we have we've uh, added the appropriate 
beeps into this so that you can get an idea of just how profane this is. Now, remember, this is for 10 year olds. So imagine a fourth grader reading this book. Here we go. Mm -hmm. I am reading a book that is available at Creekside Middle School. Um, so 11-year-olds have access to this book. And it is called, It's Perfectly Normal. <laughs> Touching or rubbing of your body's sex organs for pleasure because it feels good. One term for is playing with yourself. Some people think that is wrong or harmful, and some religions call a sin, but not hurt you. It doesn't result in pregnancy or get passing infections that are spread by sexual contact. Many people, many don't. Whether you or not is your choice. Perfectly normal. When people they usually rub their sex organs with their hands or something soft like a pillow. A girl often rubs her a boy often rubs his but the are sensitive to the touch. So, thoughts, comments, questions, concerns. <laughs> so, this is just a snippet. This is just a just a small sampling of it's perfectly normal. Right. Yeah. Oh, because it goes on. Oh, it's it's uh, yeah, many chapters of this kind of material. So, and I know I know that. Um, so I just listened to it, and and we have an eleven year old. Mm -hmm. So my question is, so why why beep them all out? Why beep? Out? Do we not want to talk about these things? Because I know that's inevitably what the question comes from mm -hmm. people. <laughs> yeah. Why are you being a prude? Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we had a lot of discussion about this, and where we fell on this issue was um, that we do not want to be the ones that are leading people down this path. This is this is an issue that should be discussed with parents and their children. Right. And if you're listening to this and you're saying, and you're disagreeing, fine, you can disagree, but that's where we stand on this. And that is how, that's how it's always been up until just the past few years. Yeah. Suddenly it's, nope, we're just going to tell them everything. I mean, where are you going to draw the line? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, there's, do you want to, you want to read some of the materials that are available for the kindergartners and preschoolers? And, you know, is it appropriate to talk to kindergartners about homosexuality. Mm -hmm. um, there, is a, there is an absolute that we hold to, and that is the scripture. And when you're talking about things like this, I know it's a medical term, mm -hmm. okay? But we've decided with this film that we are going to hold the standard very high where it should be. Mm -hmm. And these are things that when we were growing up, you didn't discuss things like this. <laughs> Right. This. Yeah. In a scientific setting, in a in an, you know, an upper level advanced health class, maybe college level, then you you would you could talk about these things. Mm -hmm. But you don't talk about these things with fourth graders. Right. It's just it's not appropriate. That's that's why. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to be the one leading people astray. Yeah. And, and it's such a good point, because I think there's something that we can all do. We can we can 
talk about the problem and see the problem, but what what are parents to do and 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 what can we do about about these books that are in school libraries? And I think it's it's important to pay attention to the books available in your child's library. And I'm going to leave a link to the GoFollet site that you can check your specific library, um, your school library catalog. And also, if you're on Facebook, I'll leave a link to Mary in the Library, a page that the, that is exposing the pornographic content in the taxpayer-funded school libraries across Indiana and beyond. So, but we can't stress enough that this is not an isolated issue, and it's affecting families and children everywhere. So, I want to share this kind of success story that a parent, grandparent, recently had. Okay. Because it's important that it doesn't become about an us versus them. I mean, we are sending our kids to school to be educated. So partnering with the school, I think that's where we've seen the public school has divided. (laughs) They no longer want to partner with parents, but we'll move on and do what we can as parents to protect our kids. And and there's kind of this, even even that notion of partnering Uh uh, is one that, that... Kind of yeah. raises raises Eyebrows. red flags yeah. for a lot of people, yeah. and me and rightfully included, so. Because what do you mean by partnering? I know what we mean by partnering. I mean teach them reading, writing, and arithmetic. Right, you teach them <laughs> academics. Right. That's why I send them, and we'll handle the rest because we're their parents. Right, that's what partnering means. Right. So this was a mom or grandma. I can't remember. Um, it was a mom or grandma. But this was from down in Brownsburg Community School Corporation. So this is down by Indianapolis. And this concerned parent brought up a book about something happened in our town. And when I went to go look it up, so this is a child story about racial injustice. And we've talked a lot about social emotional learning. And you've heard us talk about the critical race theory. So this book, Something Happened in Our Town, is part of the social emotional learning collection with reading is fundamental. So this parent sent a letter to the school and had concerns and asked, you know, what can we do about this? So it just says, Thank you for sharing your concerns regarding the book, Something Happened in Our Town by Solano Collins and Hazard. After your meeting with three of our elementary principals and a review of the book by a book review committee, the following actions will be taken. The book, Something Happened in Our Town, will be removed from circulation shelves and stored in the office of the media specialist. The book will not be used as a read-aloud in classrooms. The book will be available for students to check out, but only if parent permission is given in advance. The title of the book will remain in Destiny. That's where you can find the Go Follow It the, on the link, Go Follow It, that I'm leaving uh, for your school. Um, anyway, the book, the title of the book will remain in our Destiny, our online card catalog, but it will be designated as a book that requires parent permission to check out. Please let me know if you have any further questions. So I completely applaud this school system and the way that they handled it. And especially Mm -hmm. the way that this parent brought the issues to the attention, because I mean, we're talking about all, all this racial injustice and, you know, these are fictional somebody's opinion books that you're filling the minds of elementary students. They don't know. 
And so reading these things aloud, I'm, you know, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad for that community and that school system. You know, we're not book burners here. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think Debbie DeGroff talks about that very well. You know, we're not trying to burn books, but things that are inappropriate should not be on the school shelves. And it's a good point. It is a very difficult task. Um, and you got to give credit to librarians, too. Mm-hmm. They are. Do we expect? I mean, let's think about this practically. Do we really expect the school librarian to read every, every book. single book that comes in? They're given a budget each year to purchase new books. They go to a catalog. This is what's popular. This is, you know, and, and so they, they, and a lot of times they're just going off of what the description is mm-hmm. and it's, and it's concealed. Yeah. It's the, it, Debbie talked about, there's a lot of books that she's read that mention nothing about profanity, right. about sex. So you can have a book that has no profanity, has no graphic sex, but but the the characters all, you know, lead you astray, basically. Right. I mean, it's it's more in-depth than just checking the description from the publisher because these publishers are really where the problem lies. Mm-hmm. And so uh, just so have to be... So don't go guns a-blazing yeah, to your school. <laughs> Got to be vigilant and go in like like this grandma did and, and you know you found it and say i have concerns i this is not appropriate yeah i don't want this in here yeah so good job grandma yeah so one more quick story before we go yeah speaking of moving the goalposts and we've talked about this before this is from the epoch times oregon governor signs bill letting students graduate without proving they can read write or do math Ugh. This is this is an atrocity. <laughs> this is this is pretty amazing, uh, and I did read the Oregon Senate Bill seven forty four, um, and we'll put a link to this. Um, states that students quote may not be required to show proficiency in essential learning skills as a condition of receiving a high school diploma in the next three years. Um, so, and this is the interesting thing that I found in here. Uh, Charles Boyle, an aide to the Democrat governor, okay, Kate, uh, what's her name? Kate Brown, governor, Kate Brown. So Charles Boyle, an aide to the governor, told the paper that suspending the proficiency requirements will benefit, quote, Oregon's black, Latino, Latina, Latinx, 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 I'm not sure what that word is, Indigenous, Asian, Pacific Islander, tribal, and students of color. Leaders from those communities have advocated time and again for equitable graduation standards along with expanded learning opportunities and supports. So my question is, um, how does this make you feel if you are part of one of these groups? Black, Latino, Latina, Indigenous, Asian, Pacific Islander, tribal. They're basically telling you that you're too stupid. Right. And we have now we're lowering the standard to make you feel good. Right. Right. I mean, we'll we'll fix the problem since you're too stupid to learn. We're going to take the goalposts down completely. Right. Everybody gets a diploma. I mean, if you're not getting tested on it and they think that this is going to make things better. I don't know how, because you know what? Uh, In 2015... 
studies were showing 32 million U.S. adults are functionally illiterate. And what does that even mean? Says intellectual takeout here. I'll leave a link to this article, too. Um, So they were talking about in a few of our blog posts, we've mentioned the statistics that 32 million one in seven adults in the U.S. are considered functionally illiterate. There have been some questions about the meaning of this mysterious term, functionally illiterate, so I have provided something in the way of an explanation below. Basically, a person is functionally illiterate who can engage in all those activities in which literacy is required for effective functioning of his group and community, and also for enabling him to continue to use reading, writing, and calculation for his own and the community's development. Now, how in the world, if you have an eighth grade reading level, mm-hmm. fifth grade reading level, I don't know, how far down does it have to go before everybody's okay? Well, and let's just let's just do the obvious math here because I know that that we've stopped teaching critical thinking skills. But if the majority, the vast majority of America's students go through the public schools, and this is the the end result that we have nationwide whose fault is it Mm -hmm. it's the public schools they are failing because 90 percent of kids are in the public school system right and they they're not even doing the the basic job of teaching academics but they don't want to teach academics anymore they want to teach social emotional learning and the rest of the stuff is not important this is how insane we have become and when you hear here's a here's a key term that you got to remember when you hear the term equity, mm-hmm. this is communism. Yep. Equity means equal results. That is not what America is. America is about equality, not equity. Equality is equal opportunity. Mm-hmm. Everybody has the same opportunity. Equity means everybody gets the same results. And Oregon is not exactly a bastion of right-leaning free market capitalism, right? right? So if you want to see an example of what this means in action, in practice, equity in the education system means not just moving the goalposts. We take the goalposts down completely. Now we have equity. So now I don't even know why people even need to send their kids to school. Why would you bother? Why? Why? Why would you bother? I mean, what are you? You surely getting, can't do any worse than what the school is advocating for. What are you even getting graded on? Yeah. What, who cares? Yeah. Who cares to you? I mean, you, so you get a diploma. What does that mean? That you went to school. It doesn't mean you learned anything because you're not getting tested on no. it at the end of the year. Who cares? And so, if I was a student, that's what I would say. I say I don't care. Yeah. And so that's you can be sure of what you're going to get with equity. So reject this. Condemn this. Oregon, I don't know what has happened to you, uh, but you need to uh, reject this notion of equity in the public schools. Yeah. It is going to, it is going to infect the rest of the nation. It already is. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. Well, that is all the news and views for today. <laughs> We hope you have a wonderfully blessed day. We will talk to you again on Tuesday. If you have missed any of these episodes, be sure to check out fearlessfeatures.org and link over to the podcast and you can check out the previous episodes. Have a blessed day. Talk to you Tuesday.